You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 206. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, I am pre-recording this intro as I am taking a three-week break from the podcast while I am getting married and honeymooning which uh, you may have heard me talk about last week, but I am very excited for a podcast takeover for the next few weeks. And this week, I'm very pleased to introduce you to the very talented Sean Resnick, who is a mindset strategist, hypnotherapist, naturopath, and a very good friend of mine. He, uh, you would have heard him feature on an earlier episode where we talked about anxiety. That's something that he specializes in helping with. And I thought, you know what, let's get him back on the show because he does an excellent job. And today he's going to be talking about feedback and why it's important in the workplace, how to give great feedback, what not to do when it comes to feedback. And he might even talk about how to receive feedback, but we'll see. Now, if you enjoy this episode, please make sure that you reach out to Sean and give him your feedback. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's get into it. And please welcome Mr. Sean Resnick. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Christine. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about all things feedback in the work in the workplace. So to all your listeners out there, who have you worked have worked for a company and you've just not received feedback in a really resourceful, positive kind of way? where you've either been given too little feedback or you've been given a bit too much negative feedback and it's not been based on evidence, it's just kind of been based on, you know, fluffy kind of stuff. You've not been given the right direction and you just start to feel like you doubt yourself and it leads you to just not love what you do in the in the workplace. Now, I'm sure many of you have experienced that. I know as a practitioner, I'm a mindset coach and uh, I work a lot with people that are battling with anxiety and depression. And a lot of the, um, the, lot of the feedback I get in the practice is that people are you know, feeling a bit disenchanted at work and they've got managers or leaders that just don't sort of give them clear sort of direction and they feel undervalued very often. So... This is something that I think really needs to be sorted out in a lot of industries. And when we start really being good at giving feedback, everyone benefits from it. Even even when we have to give the negative critical feedback, when done properly, because there's a formula which I'll be showing all of you, it can be done in a very gracious way and it feels good. A, delivering it and B, receiving it. Would you believe? Now, I want to give you all a bit of an example of something that I experienced uh, way back. I'm 41 now, but you know, way back in the day when I was just 23 years old and I, I was trying to earn a little bit of extra money. I just finished studying and I was working in a health food store. And it was my uh, first real job, right? And I was working there on weekends. Now, my manager was a really cool, funky chick. I actually really liked her. And one of the things I loved about her the most was she was so fantastic with giving me feedback. So I'd work alone on the weekend and then the following weekend, she'd always come in quickly and just say, hey, Sean, 
So-and-so came in the other day and they loved the way you served them. They said you were friendly and you're always smiling and they just love coming in on weekends. And I'd love hearing that sort of stuff. You know, or she'd say, hey, your, your, your knowledge is so good. Um, so-and-so came in during the week and said that that condition that she had cleared up nicely thanks to the stuff that you, you, know, you prescribed for her. So keep doing a great job. We love having you here. And let me tell you something, I worked so damn hard for that, for that manager. I, my average sale was always fantastic. The more feedback I got that was good made me just want to do more and be more. Anyway, after about a year, I kind of thought it was time to move on because there was another manager that I'd heard about in another health food store who was supposedly way more knowledgeable and I could learn heaps off her and she was going to be hanging around as well while I worked there and I was really looking forward. Her reputation was great from, a, from an information perspective. So I've gone off to this other health food store, all excited to be working there and it wasn't long before I noticed that the culture and the vibe within the health food store was quite different. Everyone was pretty serious. None of the staff were really smiley. And I soon realized why that was. This particular manager would only focus on the stuff you weren't doing properly. She was very quick to blame. She was very quick to tell you off when you hadn't done the right thing. And she very seldomly gave you positive feedback. In fact, to this date, I don't even remember if she gave me or us any as a result, our average sales were pretty average and none of us really gave a damn, to be quite frank. I didn't enjoy working there and it wasn't long before most of us kind of moved on from there. It was just a really good, clear example for me very early on in my career of how important it is to give people constructive feedback in a way that really elevates them and leaves them feeling better, okay, even when you're giving negative feedback. Because if it's done properly, wow, it can have really cool ramifications. So let me give you some really cool tips firstly before I get into the formula for how to give feedback. The first tip I want to give you is do not sweep stuff under the rug, all right? We all know that sometimes we put stuff off. We see someone doing something in the industry or at work and we just let it go. It's easier to let stuff go. We think, ah, yeah, they won't do it again or ah, maybe I'll speak to them next week. I'll do it then. Unfortunately, this problem, if not dealt with, leads to a lot of resistance. You start resisting the person and if they keep doing it, that same thing over and over, you start to resent that person, Okay. Now, if it's not dealt with by that stage, anything that person does after a few weeks or maybe months, in some case years, you just reject the hell out of that person. Nothing about that person do you find enjoyable, right? Just the look of that person pisses you off. So don't sweep stuff under the rug. Deal with it right there and then, right? Be really current. Step number two, or point number two is... Often it's not what you say that counts, it's how you say it. So when it comes to giving that feedback, you know, just the demeanor you have on your face, be really open and pleasant. If you're in a really shitty mood, perhaps that's not a good time to be giving someone any kind of feedback. Also, don't be giving feedback via text or email. It's very impersonal and the person who's receiving it can't tell very often the tone of your voice or the intention behind it. It can be misconstrued and misunderstood. 
it's always best to do to give feedback in person so the person can see and experience exactly what it is that you're saying to them and it's it just shows the person that you care you know care enough to actually tell you what i'm thinking to your face not via or behind a keyboard the next point is always have the courage to have these tough conversations Look, we all want to be loved, we all want to be liked, we all want to belong to a tribe. None of us wants to be kicked out. And and sometimes we know that if we're going to have a really tough conversation, we're running the risk of hurting the person's feeling and they may not want to speak to us anymore. And that's never a cool thing, you know, when you're at work and, you know, you just want to get along with your colleagues or, you, you know, uh, you're, you're a boss or a leader and you want, you want your staff to like you. The problem is sometimes we, when we want to be too likable, we don't have those tough conversations and we do a disservice both to ourselves and the person who needs to be given the direction. It's kind of like you don't have the tough conversation with them, so off they are in the ocean like a ship, rudderless, just floundering around, being knocked around by the waves. And if only you had those tough conversations, maybe they would have had a bit more direction and business would be better and everyone would be better off for it. So have those conversations. This step is very similar to one of the, the others that I gave you, but it's give the feedback in the moment. Don't wait. You know, it's not cool when you say to someone you bring up in a conversation, oh, three months ago when you did such and such, it's not current anymore. You know, it no longer applies. Give the person the feedback in the moment. You don't want to wait till the person's a hunchback, you know, before telling them to stand up straight when they're a teen or a kid, right? So give the person the, the feedback right there and then. And another example of this kind of thing is, I'm sure you've all experienced this before, right? Where you've been in a relationship with someone and it hasn't worked out and you've broken up with them, you know, obviously through text, Nah, I'm kidding. Don't ever do it through text. It's not nice. But you've broken up with the person and you're now sharing with your friends about the breakup, right? And your friend says to you, oh my God, I don't know how you lasted this long with him or her. They were an absolute narcissist. In fact, I think they were bordering on being a psychopath. And you think to yourself, how the hell did you wait this long to give me that feedback? Could you not have told me, like, you know, after a few weeks, it's been years I've been dating this person and now I'm broken. So people always appreciate feedback in the moment. So start giving it. The next uh, point's really important. Now we're looking at giving positive and negative constructive feedback today. And you've got to be giving positive constructive feedback four times more than you give negative constructive feedback. As much as we all want our staff to be autonomous and, you know, do their thing, we want to be giving them positive feedback because A, it feels good and B, it's encouraging. People need to know, you know, we all do best when we're told that we're doing a good job and it kind of gives us a bit of direction as well. Now, if you're constantly giving the negative feedback, it's going to literally just chip away at the person's self-esteem and their productivity, I'm telling you now, is going to go downwards. So the research shows you want to give positive constructive feedback four times more than negative constructive feedback. If you are giving positive feedback and it's appropriate, do it in front of other people as well because it might make the person, in fact, it will make the person feel very good in front of their peers. It might also make the peers who hear that feedback think, hmm, maybe it's time for me to step up a little bit because everyone wants to be praised. 
If you are giving that negative constructive feedback, however, please don't be doing it in front of other people. Don't make a person feel small in front of their peers. It's just not cool. All right, let's um, move on to the shit sandwich. I'm sure you've all heard of the shit sandwich. It was something that I think uh, used to be you know, told to do in you know, maybe the 80s and 90s. And it's, it's so not 2019, right? So the shit sandwich, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, is where you deliver negative constructive or you give negative feedback, but you kind of put it in the middle of two pieces of positive feedback. It's almost like you butter the person up before you slam them down in the shit. Okay, so it's like saying to someone, hey, Lucy, I've noticed that um, you're a really good team member. You're really wonderful. Everyone likes you. That's the bread, right? That's the first bit. Now comes the shit. However, you really dress inappropriately at work. Um, you know, you're just, you're just not dressing according to code and, and I'm finding it really offensive and um, now you give the positive feedback. However, you are really, really liked in the team and everyone really values you. Okay, now that was really a shitty example. I'm sorry, I thought of that in the top of my head. So that might be your constructive feedback for me at the end of the, uh, <laughs> the podcast. But anyway, just getting back to Lucy. All Lucy's hearing is the negatives. She's not hearing the positives whatsoever and she's not feeling really good about herself at all. The shit sandwich is kind of just a really cowardly way of not having the tough conversation or having the courage to have it. So you feel like you've got to butter the person up beforehand. It's disingenuous. People see right through it and it's not cool. So don't be doing the shit sandwich. All right, here we go. Now I'm going to be giving you the formula for negative constructive feedback. I hope you're really enjoying the podcast so far and uh, you're on track. All right, here we go. Firstly, always ask for permission. Sometimes people aren't actually in the headspace to be receiving feedback, good or bad. They might be really busy with something or they're distracted. Maybe they need the toilet. They could be starving and they need to go off and eat some food. So ask permission. If you yourself aren't in the headspace to give that feedback, please don't do it. You may not be feeling great and you know you're going to be a bit edgy and you're not going to be in a great state to, you know, really be there for that person. Or you might yourself be in a rush. So wait until the time is right for both of you. Step number two, state the issue and give examples. Now, Stating the issue and giving examples means that you have to deliver facts and evidence that is not disputable. This is not based on your opinions or hearsays or rumors or something that you suspect could be an issue. It's got to be said in concrete so that the person receiving this feedback isn't going to start arguing the fact with you. All right, you're better off delivering facts. So just a silly example... Hey, Lucy, I've noticed um, that, you know, so asking permission, is it cool to have this conversation with you? She's given you permission. So, Lucy, I've noticed that, um, you know, lately you've been arriving really late to work. Um, an example of that was uh, last week, Thursday, I noticed that you arrived in late. We started a meeting at nine. You rocked up at 10 o'clock. It happened again uh, on Monday. And, you know, today is Wednesday. And I just think now's the time I need to say to you, you know, you're 15 minutes late. And um, yeah, so that's the that's step number two. So stating the example, stating the issue, give examples. She can't dispute it. She knows it. It's true, and that's the way it is. 
Now, step number three, what's the consequence of their behavior? So, Lucy, as a result of you being late, you missed out on some really important information. Simon was mentioning how important it was to do steps A, B, and C, and and you don't have those steps now as a result of being late. And also, the other thing that happened is we noticed that you repeated something that had already been dealt with early on in the conversation, and the staff are starting to, you know, just doubt you know, just the, your reputation starting to be a bit damaged and it's it's not cool and I don't want this to be uh, something that occurs because, you know, it's going to impact your work in this in our industry pretty negatively. So what you've done there is you've given her the consequence of her behavior and another part of the step is if you've contributed in some way to this, to this behavior as well, um, you might want to mention it as well. You want to show the person that you're on the same page. So in this situation, you know, it might be appropriate to say, hey, Lucy, I, I know when I hired you, I probably didn't stipulate just how important those nine o'clock meetings are. So I guess it's my bad too. Um, I just want you to know they're really pivotal for all of us to be here on time. Step number four, now's the opportunity to give the person you're giving the feedback to, um, give them the opportunity to share their thoughts. Because don't forget, they've got a side as well and they've got their reasonings and you want to practice your listening skills here and really be open to them giving you their feedback as well. So Lucy might say, look, it's public transport, it's not reliable or you know, I'm going through a really bad time at home at the moment as a result, um, you know, the car, you know, I'm sharing a car and sometimes I can't get it. So I have to, you know, rely on somebody else to drop me off. Whatever it may be, you just want to be open to hearing what their thoughts are. Step number five, how do we resolve the situation together? What can we do to collaborate and work in a way that the situation is dealt with? So Lucy's obviously going to give her say, you're going to give your sort of um, your advice as well. And both of you collaborate in a way that you're both left feeling like you're on the same team. Very important. Step number six, give thanks. Hey, Lucy, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we had this conversation. This way she knows that she's being positively rewarded for, you know, for this behavior in a sense, well, the behavior of listening and having this conversation. You know, it takes a lot to receive that negative constructive um, feedback. And so give the person thanks and gratitude and, and do it with absolute grace. And the next time you have to give them that feedback, they'll be way more receptive to it. So in summary, number one, ask permission. Number two, State the issue and give concrete examples. Step number three, what's the consequence of their behavior? How's it impacting themselves and everyone else around them? Step number four, what are their thoughts? Allow them to speak. They might have some really interesting stuff to share with you and there might be a reason for what's going on and you might have some insights that could help them. Step number five, How can we both resolve the situation? Just shows that you're collaborating and you're working on the same team. And step number six, thank you. I really appreciate your time. Now, that was the formula for negative constructive feedback. Again, I hope you're all on the same page and you're all listening and enjoying this information. I'm certainly enjoying sharing it with you. 
And now what we're going to do is we're going to get into the next bit, which is the formula for positive constructive feedback. So very similar to negative constructive feedback, with positive feedback, you always want to ask permission. Again, see if the person's actually available to have the conversation with you. And if not, share it with them later. Step number two, state the fact and give examples. Once again, it's not based on rumors or hearsay. These are based on observation about an effort that's been well done. It's got to be objective and specific. If it's not specific and you're not basing it on clear examples, it's kind of going to look like you're just buttering them up or flattering them. And that's not what positive constructive feedback's all about. It's about showing them that you're really enjoying the work or the positive stuff that they're putting out there. So step number three, talk about this positive impact that their effort or behavior is having. So if we just go back, so step number one, Ask permission. Hey, Bob, can we have that conversation right now I wanted to have with you? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Hey, Bob, I'm really loving the fact that you are being so good with our clients. You're always friendly and you always phone them back on time and they're really appreciating just the delivery. It's wonderful. Step number three, what's the impact? Well, the impact is people are now saying that they want to do more business with our organization. We've been given another lead. It feels really good. And the people we're attracting are just matching our culture. And I think it's got something to do with the fact that you really are putting out some positive vibes. Thank you so much. Step number four encourage further discussion. You know, Bob's going to love having received this positive feedback and give him the opportunity to talk. He's probably going to want to just, you know, I don't know, just talk a little bit more about why he's enjoying it or give him the opportunity to expand on just how well he's going and how much he's enjoying working in the organization. It, it just, it's just a nice way to allow him to have, a, have his say too. So, Positive critical feedback needs to be given four times more than negative feedback. And the good thing is, it's easier to give. Here's the summary. Ask permission. That's number one. Number two, state the fact and give clear, concise examples. Step number three, the positive, give the positive impact of their effort and behavior Step number four, encourage further discussion. Okay, so obviously giving positive constructive behavior um, feedback is a little bit easier. It feels good to do it. And everyone always leaves those conversations feeling pretty damn fine. But I feel like now you've got a really good idea of how to give negative constructive feedback in a way that's going to be really way cooler than maybe you've done it before. If you've got any staff members or, you know, um, that you need to give this feedback to, practice it. I guess the take-home message today is you're not going to get it right the first time. You're going to be really clunky when you're giving your feedback and that's okay. Be prepared to just suck at it initially. It's a bit of a skill, but once you've got it, it's going to feel absolutely amazing both to the person you're delivering it to and for yourself as well. Now, if you have any staff or if, you, if you're in an organization where you just feel your leaders may need to hear this message, uh, you know, in a workshop, for example, or they need to have the conversation, 
This is the kind of stuff that I love going into industries and talking about. Developing really positive cultures where people feel safe to give feedback in a way that's well received. Thank you so much. And to Christina, thank you so much for having me here today. It's been an absolute pleasure hanging with you again. My name is Sean Resnick and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>